Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here with us today, my dear people, brothers and sisters. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. Anyway, folks, we are going to have a great day. We had a great election yesterday. Didn't get all the propositions that I wanted. I mean, fail, fail. But, you know, all in all together around the entire country in Harris County, we democracy reigned. But before we get started, I want to go to my two favorite people in the control room. And that is El Senor Howard Reynolds and Jack Van Good morning, my brothers. Well, Jack, we've been promoted to favorite people from geniuses. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> of, of which neither one of us are genius, but, you know, it's good that he thinks that. We just know our stuff. Absolutely. The tin cans and string are holding up pretty well this morning. I did go out and vote yesterday, exercise my civil right to Me do too. so, and uh, voted against some, voted for some. However, I live in the county, so I don't get a chance to vote in the city election. Even though I've got a Houston address, it's right outside of the Houston city limit. Ouch. So I did not get to vote in the mayoral race. Mm, let's see. What in the world is this? Probably a stupid. Uh, it's your phone, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start a day. Huh? An Amber That's alert. What, what a way to start the day with a phone call. I the hope Amber, it's a, it's a phone call is, that's saying you're on the air. Well, yeah. Well, we like those phone calls. Uh, anyway, the Amber Alert says missing voters. <laughs> I think they're looking for them. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Jack, you have some wisdom for us today because I'm certainly fresh out of wisdom. Yeah, I really wanted. I was procrastinating on voting early, so I got my tail up yesterday and went out and did my duty. And I was greeted very nicely and had a good experience. It was a good experience. No trouble at all. Uh, and I wrote this, you know, I want to correct, congratulate all the people who got out and, and voted the past few weeks. As big business merges with government, democratic processes seem to be on the chopping block for authoritarian rule. The vote is more important than ever. You're the heroes on the left, on the right. You participated in democracy, and I applaud you. I applaud you. I applaud everybody who voted and exercised that right. You know, from the time I uh, became a naturalized American citizen, I can't count on one hand the votes that I missed. Uh, and, I, and that is several decades. And the reason why has always been either sick or something, but with early voting now, no one should ever miss that opportunity to exercise their God-given right. They should not ever, uh, especially in a, demo in, a, in a democracy, we, we, con we, we have control, folks. We have control. You know, um, my niece uh, had surgery and she's spending some time at the house as she recovers. And we sat down and, talk and talked yesterday about uh, voting, about uh, can things really change? And one of the things that concerns her the most, welcome aboard. Good morning. Uh, everybody's what Alistair Waters says on the chat. As we spoke, um, you know, uh, she is uh, 
early 40s and she threw her hands up in the air and says nothing changes nothing will change uh it seems like nothing changed not nothing will change it seems like nothing changes what am i to do do we really have the power and i said you see that frustration that you're showing there that is what they make it that you are so frustrated that eventually you throw your hands up in the air, says you can't make a difference and don't vote. And that's why the collective is so important. That's why unions are so important. That's why being together in grassroots organizations are so together because you can bounce off of each other, work together so that collectively you get something done. Folks, don't ever despair. We take a, well, I don't want to start with the election because I have something to speak about first. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes in the chat. So we have Conroe and Kingwood represented. Um, let's. Uh, I'm waiting for Barcelona, Spain. I don't see that here yet. Anyway, the title of the show is Democrats won big all over the country. It is time to go over the results. But before we get started on that, I, I said that because of certain issues, I really don't want to get deeply into the Israeli Hamas uh, debate in a particular fashion, but with somebody with a megaphone, I think it is responsible for me to go over some human morality. I think it would be wrong for not making certain statements. It would be wrong because when we have airwaves being politicized in a manner that silences people, it is a hurt on democracy. And not only on democracy, it's the hurt on humanity. And I'm teeing this off for what occurred in Congress last night. Rashida Talib, a congresswoman from uh, Michigan, she was censored. She was censored because she made statements, uh, specifically one from the river to the sea, which some have interpreted to mean the destruction of Israel. And uh, by the way, it really does not. Uh, I know you're going to have a lot of people immediately say, oh, that's what they say and that's what they mean. I mean, look, it's even in the, th those words are even in the Jewish manifesto for, for actually uh, that particular definition. But anyway, um, she got censored yesterday, but before she got censored, she gave a passionate speech on the floor. She is the only Palestinian inside of Congress. I'm not looking for a debate here, my brothers and sisters. I just want to state a few things here. I am, before I became a naturalized citizen, and many of you know the story, but for the new people that are coming out here, you will hear a part of the story that I like to mention to people when it comes to humanity. As a, as a citizen, uh, rather, as a born uh, a Panamanian citizen, naturalized American now, 
1989, I was here in the United States. My father was still alive and lives in Arco East, right across the street from Colon. I have relatives living in Panama City. Uh, Manuel Antonio Noriega was a was the was the dictator of Panama. They like to call him a dictator. It's not it's not that black and white there, but he was a dictator of Panama. And uh, he had all kind of alliances with the American CIA. And uh, they they would have agreements for spying on people, all that kind of stuff. But there was one ask that the CIA asked of Noriega and he didn't do. And uh, well, he it was also known that he kind of laundered money for the drug dealers. I mean, like a lot of we launder, a lot of our banks launder money for them. And um, anyway, so they they created pretext to get Noriega out of power. And the, but the pretext is immaterial. What they used to get out of power. I want to talk about the humanity here. So there's one person. One person that America claimed that they wanted out of power because they were, you know, laundering money for drugs in America. You know, they didn't say, let's teach Americans not to use drugs. They said, this guy is providing the supply or allowing the supply of drugs to the United States. We're going to take him out. And in the process to take him out, we use the military might of the United States to bomb the smithereens, specifically out of three cities, Colón, Chorrillo in Panama City, and David. They wanted to take out the cuartels. That's the places where the militaries of, uh, not the military, the Guardia Nacional, the National Guard of the country was the major parts of it so they took it out but they didn't only take out the military portions but around these bases like in many other latin american countries there are a lot of tenement buildings etc where thousands of people live so as these bombs were let go indiscriminately thousands of panamanians were killed died Thousands of Panamanians died. And uh, they, they did a lot of cover-up. They created big pits where they threw all the material from the Guardia Nacional and all these things into the ground. I don't think a lot of you hear these stories on our regular mainstream media channels. You hear bits and pieces about it, but you don't hear about it in detail. But I bring that up to tell you that that has been our modus operandi our military's modus operandi, that has been the way. Colin Powell always spoke about whenever you're going to go and go in to do massive damage, in other words, so that nothing happened to our people. When we were attacked in Iraq by, 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 Af by Saudis who trained in Afghanistan, when we were attacked and we lost 2,300 innocent Americans, we did similarly, but not so much so in Afghanistan, because a lot of these fighters was, were in the mountains, etc. So the damage wasn't as bad on civilian populations. But the truth of the matter is, we don't care. We never cared. 
When we then created a pretext to go into Iraq, in Iraq, we, we, our smart bombs killed several hundred thousand people under the pretext that Saddam Hussein also had something to do with 9-11. But civilians got killed indiscriminately in Iraq again. And we as Americans feel or felt, many of us, listening to our media and our government justified that innocent Americans and several thousand American soldiers got killed, the war machine, because 2,300, Eric says I'm wrong, he says it was 3,000 Americans got killed. So we thought it was sufficiently humane that that was in response to the killing of Americans and that somehow that would make things better, that would make this not happen again. That's what we would be felt to believe. But at the same time, folks, at the same time, all those brave firemen, all those brave uh, officers that went ahead and cleaned up New York, and in the process of cleaning up New York, in the process of being in that bombed area, got ill, got sick, got all kinds of diseases. We care so much about humanity that we couldn't invest the few billion dollars in giving those folks the, the, they had to fight so hard. Even John Stewart and everybody had to fight for our Congress to give these guys the money for their health that was caused by this explosion. But we had no problem sending monies to the war machine that continued to do its thing. And this story can be repeated for Grenada. This story can be repeated for Haiti. Haiti. This story can be repeated for uh, for many uh, countries that we have invaded across the world. So then comes Israel, and we had um, Hamas, who goes in and murders terroristically fourteen hundred. Israelis. And Netanyahu, who really one has to consider a war criminal, not only for what has occurred since those 1,400 innocent Israelis were killed, but for what he has been doing in Gaza and the West Bank for several decades. You have this guy goes in, go in to Gaza after 1,400 innocent Israelis are killed and he goes into Gaza and decimate 25% of the infrastructure, buildings, everything decimated and claims. Well, I tell them to leave. I tell them to go south. But if they go south, they are bombed as well. Even yesterday, I cut off their food, I cut off their water, I cut off all these things, humaneness, humanity, 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 humanity. On TV yesterday, uh, one of their representatives on the war, war, war team said specifically when asked, now that all this is occurring to help solve this problem, will you create a two-state solution? He said that it's too early to talk about that we have to re-educate Palestinians first. We have to re-educate them as to what is right first. 
He said that on MSNBC yesterday. No other country in existence. We talk about some a, a country. The people of one country does not have to like the persons of another country to be a country. But we have to re-educate them to like us. And if they do, they can become an independent state. Of course, I ask everybody to look up, to study about the formation of the country, the, the new country of Israel a few decades ago. I am asking everybody that is listening to my voice not to jump to conclusion or jump to uh, call, calling somebody anti-Semitic because they just look at what's out there and look at the facts. I'm saying, let's look at humanity. Let's look at what's right. I brought this, I started this subject with Rashida Talib being censored by, uh, by the Congress. Not even all the Republicans voted to censor her. In fact, we had uh, uh, one, uh, a Republican uh, guy out of Colorado that's retiring now, of course, he voted again. He, he voted to table it and he said, we can't be doing this because somebody's exercising differs in the way they see things, the way their opinions are. I've spoken to Rashida Talib personally at the, in the Philadelphia Netroots Convention. And I can tell you, we even spoke about her stance on Palestinians, etc. The woman is not anti-Semitic. What she is is somebody who understands the pain that Palestinians must live in, in their open-air prison in Gaza and in the West Bank. Until we get honest about humanity, about the belief that all people have a right to life, that all people's life are of equal value. All people's lives are of equal value. We will continue to have the events. Hamas, Israel, uh, uh, America, etc. And we as Americans, we have to also tether our own military. Because more so, how can we ask Israel? Israel just came back to us. Netanyahu was right when Biden says ceasefire. Well, he didn't say ceasefire. He says pause. But he really means ceasefire because he understands what's going on in Gaza. When he said pause, all Netanyahu had to say is, Brother Biden, who could tell Bush to pause in Afghanistan and Iraq? Who could ask Bush number one to pause in Panama in 1989? Who could ask Reagan? to pause in Granada in 1980-something. I don't remember the date. And in fact, I did an interview with a, an American citizen a few two weeks ago who went through what occurred in Grenada when the United States invaded Grenada as well. Over here in the United States, uh, there is a war on critical thinking. 
there is a war on asking folks not to sit back and just accept the standard line that we're told, the indoctrinative line that is told to us. And it's not the American citizens that are at fault. It is our media. It is our information networks that's controlled by a plutocracy whose intent on keeping us less than informed in keeping us in a fashion that are on a, in a fashions that are unable to think critically that are unable to look at things the way they should and you know what there are many countries around the rest of the world they don't have that restrictions they don't have an army they don't have bombs they don't have all those things but they have people who think and they understand what is occurring in the rest of the world. But they think. They think. And while we sit back, indoctrinated, we suffer the consequences, both financially, both with our lives, both with everything, because we are uninformed on issues. And when somebody comes out there and try to change and make us more informed, most of the times, or many of the times, they are beaten down. Rashida Talib is no anti-Semitic person. I, I, uh, uh, Rashida Talib is a person. Who is watching her people, her, the, the, the skulls cracked of kids. She's watching the arms and limbs decimated on kids and adults. And having a visceral reaction to look at people who look like her being treated like trash. Not just after the, inner, the, the, the vicious killing of 1,400 people in Israel, not just after that incident, but a continuum over decades. And many people around the world see this happening and folks find justifications for it. Before I get into the uh, election now, I'm going to go to the lines because I have three lines. And uh, before anybody speak, that is the state that that's a moral statement I wanted to make. I don't want to have a discussion of Israel, Hamas, and all of that on the telephone calls, but I will entertain that on my three o'clock show where I don't have the, the walls that I feel that I have where I'm at right now. So go ahead, Stephen, come on in line number two. You're on, Stephen. Stephen, come on in. And many people around the world. Stephen, turn the radio down and you're you're on air now, Stephen. All right. Uh, let's put Stephen back on hold and let's go to let's go to Mike on line three. Go come on in, Mike. Mike, you're what I wanted Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me yes. okay? Yes, sir. Okay. So what I wanted to say, uh, 
kind of amplifies what you were just talking about, or maybe you amplified what I was, what I had on my mind, is that we, the American people, I think, in my opinion, you know, we, we're constantly, we're kind of, uh, uh, you know, just going day to day, uh, occupied by our daily needs and then uh, entertainment and just not really t looking at the big picture. So we need to ask, what is our future? And right now, the, the quote unquote establishment is telling us our future is Social Security benefits, your, your, what you're working hard all your life for, that will be cut. Medicaid, unfunded, wars forever. This military budget, sacrosanct, cannot be touched. Most hated, we are becoming the most hated country in the world. People don't want to do business with America. People don't want us in their countries anymore. Uh, China is is running roughshod around the world, developing commercial relations, infrastructure around the world. You know, we're, we're spending our money, our blood and money on the military to, to pave roads through Africa, through the Middle East, through South America. And the Chinese are riding in on those roads, not Americans. I can tell you from here, from Houston, that Countries around the world do not want to do business with us. The big projects in the Middle East where the USA used to be number one, now they tell us we don't want to we don't want you on our projects anymore. That is happening. Even even when they need an American company, they say do it outside of the US. Put it in one of your European offices or one of your Asian offices. We don't want to come to the US and deal with you. That's what's happening. So we need to ask what is our future? We need to develop what are our demands, and then we need to act on them. You know, um, thank you very much for that, Mike. That was prescient. And unfortunately, you're absolutely right. Uh, I can tell you, uh, not only reading the, the papers internationally, but no, uh, having my cousins and everybody around the world, you know, we have folks in, in Panama, etc. Yeah, China is silently, silently going through the entire world. Uh, you look at places like Jamaica, the freeways being built in Jamaica, financed by China, uh, money's recovered and, and building relationships as we bomb. You're right about that, sir. Thank you for the call, Mike. China, I think China has one military base outside of China, and right. we have 140. Right. And, I mean, the, and they're they, making all the profit. Yeah. They understand the power is not in the military. By the way, they have a very strong military. They just don't try to exercise the power of that military. You know, uh, they understand that it's a lot smarter and more economical to do things. Otherwise, we still think like I want to say cowboys, but that would be uh, given a bad name to cowboys. But thank you for the comments, Mike. You have a wonderful day. All right. Let's go to yeah. Harry. Harry, come on in. And I have a lot of calls, Harry. So we can't be super long, my dear brother. But you, as a regular okay, caller, yeah, I, I need to get you in. Okay, I just wanted to uh, finish some of my points from yesterday, but I'll start off just saying that you're right. Rashida Tlaib is not anti-Semitic. Those people are all Semitic people. So when you hear that statement, that's just asinine. It's crazy to make those kinds of statements. But Joe Biden, 
better call for a ceasefire over there because his presidency is in trouble. I hear this stuff on democracy now. When I listen to democracy now, a lot of these Arabs, uh, Americans, um, the uh, uh, blacks, Asians, even Palestinians will not vote for Joe Biden if he doesn't do the right thing. So he better do the right thing and do that because a lot of people feel that Joe Biden's too old anyway, and they'll think that, um, well, if they don't like the other choices, they'll just stay home. And every person that doesn't vote for Joe Biden in this general election, uh, that's just going to hurt him. Now, I'm not going to vote for him. I have my reasons. I'm going to be voting for uh, Dr. Cornell West. And then those other things you talked about with Panama, where you're from, and with um, Grenada, Ronald Reagan had to be Mr. Strongman and have a war over there because he had to distract the people when they had bombed Lebanon. And in Panama, Noriega was the boogeyman in the United States just has to justify all the money that they've tied up the military to use these weapons and bomb uh, countries um, uh, to, to look strong and, and make a bad guy. So, uh, Thank a you, Harry. Harry, look strong. Harry, you're absolutely right. Thank yeah. you for your call. Uh, let me. I got to run to Stephen though now, Harry. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. You have a good day, Roberto, and we'll talk you some too, more. Sir. Yes, sir. Let's go to Stephen. Come on in, Stephen. By the way, folks, the number is 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Come on in, Stephen. Are you there? Oh, yes. Good morning, Alberto, and uh, to all your uh, listeners. Uh, I'll remind you that uh, you and I have both sat with uh, Brother O.D.K. Kamau uh, sometime back. But oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Love P.K. Talk to me, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to simply say that you are absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, you're being very nice in your illustration of uh, Israel versus Palestine. Uh, this has been going on since, uh, at the very least, 1945. And, uh, uh, and it's blossomed into this nightmare that we have now. I think uh, I am. Let me just say, I'm not really upset with Hamas because I truly believe you can only accept and take so much before you fight. You believe whether it's right or whether it's wrong. In this particular case, I happen to believe that they're white because this looks so much like apartheid. This looks so much like the racial discrimination here in America that we still hear. And and I'm just going to simply say that and get out the way for you next year. Well, Stephen, I, I said I wasn't going to talk about Israel, but you said something that I want to ask you to reconsider and change uh, and, and see where I'm talking about when I talk about humanity. I don't agree that Hamas should have gone. First of all, I do believe the Palestinians are being oppressed. I do believe that. I mean, it's a statement of fact. The, the reality tells you that. I don't believe in the utter murder of innocent women, men, and children, no matter what. I think once you do that, you put yourself on the same level with the oppressor. Okay? So I do not believe. Yeah. I, I, so so hear, hear me out, brother uh, Stephen. So I do not believe right. that. I think what Hamas did was horrendous. It was terrible. I thought there, there are other ways with other, other than killing 
that can accomplish this thing. And one of the major ways, first of all, is to eliminate that Israel can use you as a terrorist-driven entity in today's world. In a past world where you didn't have communications, where you didn't have a whole lot of these issues, uh, maybe that was the only way, uh, the physical harming, killing, and maiming of human beings but in a in a in a worldwide area where you have communications now, I think not. Uh, so I uh, you know so I'm not going to agree with you on the Hamas issue. But again, as far as everything else, we uh, I think the evidence and the facts are out there. Every uh, and and let me also say this, brother, because I'm 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 just saying straight up, my I, I hang around with everybody. Muslim Jews, everybody. And I don't know anyone of the people that I hang with that believe in what's occurring right now in Gaza and the, uh, and the, and the West Bank. So please, my brother, I, I disagree on that one, but I, I got to go to Joe. Anything else you want to say, Stephen, real quick? Yes, real quickly. I, I understand the reason and rationale with regard to the mosque. What I'm simply saying, and I do not believe in the actual death being the the only answer. But what what I will say, Egberto, uh, uh, that I, uh, until we decide to look at that thing like it truly is, not what we were supposed to have it be, what we would like it to be, but what it is. We can't make a, a change. I would say once that Obama came on when uh, Israel had killed 80 something people in one weekend. Well, 80 something people died in Chicago that same weekend. Right. And he had no remarks on that, but he said mm-hmm. Israel had a right to protect herself from the people that she traditionally had, he didn't say this part, uh, uh, killing 10 for every one. Uh, uh, Israeli, uh, uh, Stephen, 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 I hear you there. I remember what I said in the beginning. I, I don't want to actually go into detail on the Israel. If you can come on uh, on my three o'clock I'll show and you can say whatever you want on that show, okay? But right here, okay, I want I'm to kind of be I'm a bit more a, controlled. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry. Have a great day, sir. You too, brother. All right, let's go to Joe. Hey, good morning, Egberto. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? And I'm doing doing great. About to get on the bus. Um, <laughs> Talk to me. Couple observations, a couple observations about the show uh, so far. Uh, uh, thank you for the, a little bit of background, man. Um, um, you know, um, on you, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, you know, you're from Panama. And I'm, I'm was very happy to hear that when we see eye to eye on a lot of things, and you, you know, you recognize the CIA's fingerprints all over many things that that that. Um, in history and, and, but you, you don't recognize the CIA, the CIA's fingerprints all over the Trump presidency, right? I, I, I see them there myself. Um, but, um, can I, can I ask um, you something about that, sir? Uh, I, 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 I don't want, I generally don't interrupt, but I want to ask you, um, what value do you think the CIA would find in somebody like Donald Trump? Like what value do you think there would be in anything that Donald Trump could provide? The, the, there, he's, he is of no value to them, right? Because the, the mm-hmm. goal of the CIA is perpetual warfare, mm-hmm. right? 
And, and, you know, under Trump, you know, we, we, we were getting away from war. We were getting away from this inherent militarism that just, uh, you know, like with Israel and Hamas right now, we're selling guns to, we're, you know, that, that's money in our pockets, but, but that's not what I wanted to mention. You, you were talking about your, um, your, uh, one other thing to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I, I don't want you to jump to the other subject and you said you're on the bus. I'm going to let you come with the other subject right away, but, um, you know, what I try to tell people is we have to be careful with the rhetoric that a a politician says and what he actually does. Right. You talk about uh, the militarism of uh, Trump not wanting to be militarized when he actually increased the military budget, more money to the military industrial complex under the tutelage of Donald Trump. So I don't know. Uh, if we can talk about Donald Trump as not wanting wars and at the same time you're building up the military. So I, I just want to put that as a corollary to what you just said. But continue with the next point you wanted to make, sir. So you, you were going you were going great. And um, and 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 um, then you mentioned that uh, that you 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 learned something and we started talking about something you saw on television. Mm-hmm. And that you saw on MSNBC, okay. And and in the, in recent years, I've I've come to believe that you know there there the, there are two wars being fought right now all the time. There's mm-hmm. one on the ground with guns, mm-hmm. and there's one on the airwaves with information, right? Yes, and uh, you know the the information war, I would I would argue is is at least as important as the the military war, right? You the, nailed uh, it. You bomb, nailed it, brother. You nailed it. Back and forth, you know, the bombs that, you know, like, like uh, decapitated babies. That, mm-hmm. that is, a, that is a, uh, an information bomb. Bombing mm-hmm. hospitals, right? Another mm-hmm. salvo in the information war. Yes. That, and all of this, all of this is designed to p- provoke and to keep you in line, right? To yes. keep you in line, to keep you fearful, right? Yes. Um, and, and and you know that there's um you know and especially around election time you know it, the the things change you know things become black and white um you know the um um uh so so my I would say that you know listen turn turn your television off right turn it off mm-hmm. do not watch MSNBC do not watch Fox do not watch any of that right okay Get, if you need information go to the go to the raw sources find it. Find it online. There are places. There are places that, that like news aggregators that you, yes. know, the, you need to learn to. You need to learn to see through. I don't know, thirty to fifty percent uh, um, uh, BS, um, and and pick and pick out what what seems plausible to Joe, you. And I, uh, may I commend you on that? I, may I commend you first of all on that statement? I love that you said that because if you start using aggregators like Feedly and these other things, you don't only have to add United States papers, but you can add the French paper in 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 in, in, in English. You can add the Ni- Nigerian papers. You can add all these papers to your aggregator and see stories from around the world. So thank you for telling our audience that. Now I want to say one other thing to you, and before I have to let you go, and and that is um. I have personally now, as as a as a host, I must watch uh, MSNBC and all the other channels because that's what most of the people are watching. And what I always call myself, you notice, I put clips out, and when I put a clip out, I have a pretext and a protext. In other words, I have a preamble and a preamble after 
the the segment and that is to give it context because it's not all wrong it's not all right and what i do is give context but there i gotta jump from derek to to i mean joe to uh joni and then derek so thank you very much for calling my brother and thank you for closing out one thing egberto i just want to say i just want to say donald trump 2024 let's make america great again okay why did why did you have to say that to let me hold you on for another 30 seconds? Here, here is the deal. Uh, we, uh, some other program, let's call, I want you to call with an enumeration of why you think he should uh, be the winner, but not today. Okay. I got, uh, so Joe, that's what we want to do. All right. Let's go to, uh, to Joni. Come on in, Joni. Hi, Mardo. This is Joni. Um, so I, I'm probably showing my ignorance at this point just about um, the whole uh, history behind uh, Hamas. I know you don't, uh, you're not going to be able to talk about it, but I just want to propose a question. Um, I wonder if Hamas is a catch-all and not not a real organized thing like Antifa over here was were people who were were against the authoritarianism, medical system, and uh, you know legal thievery of. Um, the, you know, corrupt people in their own country, and people, you know, has become a catch-all for anybody that is against the authoritarian regime. So I'm wondering if Hamas is like that over in Israel, and that's all I've really got right now. Thank okay, you. let me tell. You, okay, Joni, I don't. Before you leave, let me just tell you uh, the answer to that is absolutely yes. It's a catch-all. All right. In fact, the, all the people that did the kidnapping were not Hamas. These were all rebel, what, what we would call rebel groups from, you know, and Hamas is the sort of catch-all for all these groups that were actually invaded Israel. Well, I said invaded, that broke down the walls all around Israel to go into Israel and do what they did. So yeah, I'm not going to talk much about that, but yes, Hamas is the lead organization, but there are a lot of other folks that have nothing to do with Hamas that also perpetrated what occurred on October 7th. So you're absolutely right about that, Joni. Then the only answer that he's going to have, uh, Netanyahu is going to have, is to just destroy everybody. And, uh, you know, and I know you, I, I'm sorry, I know you can't talk about it, but, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's pretty um, disturbing, to say the least. And I appreciate what you do. Thank you so much. And I have to put my both hands on the, on the wheel. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. you, Joni. You have a good day. Keep your eyes on the ball. <laughs> All right, let's go to Derek. Come on in, Derek. How you doing, my brother? Hey, Roberto. Hey, I just want to say, you know, what they're trying to do to Mr. Lee, uh, finally, is getting ready. All of that's getting ready to come to the end. All these false claims on anti-Semitism is getting ready to come to the, to the end. Because on October the 16th, 2023, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and Nation of Islam have sued the ADL and the Simon Winterthal Center behind that that action. You can go online and look at the exhibit. Man, Roberto, is so much proof there to where, man, uh, they're going to have a hard time trying to disprove. So they're being sued right now because of it. So Mr. Lee. Uh, they even called, uh, uh, what's the name, Al Sharpton, anti-Semitic. They called Malcolm. All, all of this, the whole list, even whites have been called anti-Semitic behind these people. When when there's a lady, what, what's so interesting about the exhibits that's being presented, there's a lady in Israel, uh, Alberto, 
that said that they used that anti-Semitic label as a trick. Her words. Well, let let so me just say. Go online and look at it. Derek, let me just say this, right? And this is why mm-hmm. on my three o'clock show, I tell folks, uh, humanity comes first. And don't allow anybody, look, just like I am not going to allow, let's say somebody use the S word or the N word uh, to change the yeah. conversation. In fact, I use that. I, I kind of smile when, when it's used. I am not going to allow uh, in the narrative of humanity for anybody to call myself or anybody else that I know who isn't anti-Semitic to be anti-Semitic, to, to, that you use that word anti-Semitic. Right. Because, you know, I, I love right. my Jewish brothers and sisters, just like I love my Palestinian brothers and sisters, just like I love you, Brother Derek. I love people because we are all humans, right? Now, right. I'm going to tell you this. It is our responsibility, those of us that don't fall for the trope, to go ahead right. and speak the truth. And, you know, when you have... You know, it's gone awry when Jewish people themselves are now being called anti-Semitic. You know, it has hit the fan when, you know, uh, when even Jewish people that that come out and say what what's occurring, etc. I'm not talking about it, but what's occurring? They themselves are. I had one call me and he said, can you believe that clown? Even though I told him I'm Jewish. Had the nerve to call yeah, me anti-Semitic? Yeah. I'm like, I hear you, yep. brother. <laughs> but anyway, so, so uh, thank you for the call, Derek. The fan, bro. Is it in the fan? Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. All right, let's go to Brian. Come on in, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Who's uh, who's running the White House? We talked about oh, yesterday about who's oh running my the God. Uh, well, I, I would hope it's it's uh, Joe Biden, but I think you may tell me otherwise, oh, right? Uh, yeah, who who wrote the so-called re- uh, inflation reduction bill? Who who wrote it? Who wrote it? Uh, the inflation reduction yeah. bill was wrote, written by a whole lot of people who put a whole lot of stuff in it. Uh, the most of her, uh, majority was Bernie Sanders. Uh, in this bill, I, I, I would have hoped I would have hoped it's not the case, but I would have hoped it would have been Bernie Sanders to do it. But it wasn't. But go ahead. Yeah. So who, who's running the presidency? Bernie Sanders. So in this bill, there's eighty seven thousand IRS uh, tax uh, professionals. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many companies uh, they're going after billionaires. Right. That, this is the big selling point. They're going after the billionaires. How many billionaires are there in the United States? No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're not only going after billionaires. Yeah, they they're going. Wait, wait, stop. They're going after tax cheats, period. Now, billionaires are selling point because the billionaires are the biggest tax cheats. But the 87,000 is to go after tax cheaters. And that can be somebody making under $400,000. That can be somebody making $100,000. That can be somebody making a billion dollars. But all those people who cheat on their taxes ensure that those of us who pay our taxes are paying more or paying more interest on a deficit created by not paying your taxes. Continue. Okay. How many companies in the United States are worth a billion dollars? I uh, look. I think I've already made your question irrelevant, Brian. Yeah. I've made your question irrelevant. The eighty-seven thousand people were created 
to go after tax cheats. And it's not only billionaires that are tax cheats. It's not only billion dollar companies that are tax cheats. So that answers all of your so questions. $100 cash transactions is what they're going after. I, it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if you are a tax cheat, my brother. You are a tax cheat, and we should have the IRS taking the money that it it is owed. Period. That's it. Your grandfather dies, and he gets he gives you a, a watch that's worth six hundred dollars. You sell it for six hundred dollars. You put it in your checking account. The IRS is going to look at it. So what? Six hundred dollars is the cat. So what? Yeah. So, so what? what? I mean, look, I mean, look, we just had. Uh, let me tell you how bad things are with many, the way you're thinking. Brian, hold on. Let me tell you how bad things are with the way that you think. And then I'm going to let you go. Uh, right now, we just passed up. If I if I'm reading the proposition, the, the, uh, the, out, the outcome correctly, we just passed a law or rather a constitutional amendment that says uh, the people that we elect cannot tax the wealth of the wealthy. We just passed a constitution. And you know why? Because people didn't understand that the average American citizen, the average Texan are out there paying taxes on their wealth, their homes, their cars, etc. But somehow we can't touch the, 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 the way the wealthy holds on to their capital. Come on, man. I, I'm sorry, Brian. I got to let you go. But please, Brian. Stop boxing yourself up into the indoctrinative thinking. Let's go to Donald. Come on in, Donald. Good morning, Alberto. How are you today? Good morning, my brother. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, refresh my history lesson here. Didn't somebody wash their hands of the whole thing back a long, long time ago? I think his name was Pilot or something like that. He washed yeah, Pontius, his hands. Pontius, Pontius Pilot. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think somebody needs to write a better book because that's what most of this is about. And you can't, if you got to justify something nine times out of 10, you're wrong. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. You know that. what? You know what I love about you, Donald? You are always so, so precise and simple, man, and smart. Anyway, thank you, brother. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right, folks, we said we we're going to talk about the election. Let me just tell you about the election. It turns out that in as much as Biden is really in bad shape with regards to the and I, you know, this morning I heard um, uh, Morning Joe just trying to beat a dead horse. And my good friend I hear at Daily Coast and many other places trying to beat a dead horse, how all these Democrats are winning all over because the policies that Democrats support are the policies that most Americans want. It is that simple. It's no, it's not complex at all. They want health care. They want service for their kids. They want, they want all these things. And the people that provide that are Democrats, progressives, right? But folks have an issue with Joe Biden. I think I don't want folks to get the wrong message from the big wins that Democrats had all over the country. The abortion bill was passed successful in Ohio. Uh, they the in in Virginia, we didn't only hold on to the Senate, uh, the, the state Senate, but in Virginia we also won the House of Delegates. In New, we bunch a lot of, won a bunch of stuff in New York, though we lost a couple of small little local things in New York and I think New Hampshire. But if you if you go through the list of the winning that Democrats did, it was astounding. And it it spoke about what 
most of us have been saying for a long time, if you go out there and sell what you represent, people will vote for what they represent. If you take a look at, at even in Kentucky, good old red Kentucky, Bashir won, and not by 5,000 votes like he did the last time, but by 6, 000, by 6%, 5 or 6% against a Trump-endorsed McConnell-endorsed candidate. So Democrats ought to feel great about policies that they support for 2024. Democrats have a lot of work to do about Joe Biden and no, no, not, and stop thinking that the American population is stupid because of the following. Guess what Kentucky proves? Kentucky proves that if there is a Democrat we like, we think is going to solve our problems, we're going to vote for them, even if we're Republican. And Republicans are good people. And if, if, you, if the preponderance of what you provide in, is made to them to see that their lives will be better, they will vote for you. That's what I tell progressive. You know, like I sat down with that uh, Republican woman in, in, in Starbucks. And by the end of the discussion, she was a progressive. I mean, not really. She's still a Republican woman. But I guarantee you, she's going to vote for progressive policies. Do the work and also listen to the people. What occurred with the big win for Democrats all over the country doesn't mean that a Biden win is guaranteed. People know how to split their vote. And that is exactly what this what I learned from how the vote went down on all these states is that people. When given information, will vote. Is Biden a better candidate than Trump? Absolutely so. Is Trump going to be the candidate in 2024? I am not sure. Is Biden going to be the candidate in 2024? I am almost sure. I'm going to tell all Democratic establishment leaders. You better stop living in a box and living in a fantasy land and map out all possibilities. And you better do that now. You better do that now. Because the big win for Democrats in all over the country in, and likewise in red areas tells me. And by the way, we almost came. Mississippi, a few things change in Mississippi. Hey. You would have had a Democratic governor in Mississippi. Um, you have to really stop looking at an educated American population as stupid. They're not. Educate them. I shouldn't say that. Edu let's educate ourselves is what I should say. The other way sounded kind of condescending. Educate ourselves. And run the candidates that most support humanity and otherwise. Welcome aboard, AR. Yes, America dropped two bombs. What you know? What's interesting is all the things that we are fearful as Americans that other countries are going to do. Guess who've done it? We have. The only country that has used the atomic bomb, right? You know, 
we go into Panama and do the things that we don't want other people to do, right? I mean, we have to be, we got to know that people around the world sees all of this. They are critical thinkers too. So we have a lot of atoning to do as a country. And we should because we're a powerful country. We are a freedom loving country, but we also have a side that needs to be atoned for. Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Thank you for your words. I didn't get a chance to read them all. Uh, Eric Hayes, Paul Fleming, AR. I saw some others in there. I want to I want to go ahead and salute before I go to the to the control room because again I like to acknowledge everybody. Uh, we also have uh, para ver para ver uh, Valves BTW, Eric Hayes, and Alistair Waters. Thank you for being out there in the chat. Anyway, let me go ahead and throw it to the control room. Good morning, Egberto. We've been back here busily answering the phones and keeping the tin cans and string together. Yes, sir. Thank you. Do, do, do we have so, a great Let me work? ask you this. Yes. You mentioned the Ohio abortion uh, vote. Yes. Did that pass? Yes, it did. In other words, now it's a constitutional amendment that legalizes abortion in Ohio. So it's not like the Senate could, the state Senate or state Congress could change that. Well, look, what we're going to start facing in this country is a backlash because they're taking away rights and men's rights, too. I mean, not that we're going to go get abortions as men, but for heaven's sakes, I mean, look, (laughs) sometimes sometimes it just has to happen. Yes. Yes. And, And our backward ass Texas legislature needs to learn how to restore rights to people. Well, I mean, you know, refer- I'm, right. I'm a native Houstonian. I'm a native Texan. And I think that the Texas legislature is the most backward, corrupt government entity I've ever seen. Agreed. I've Agreed. never seen anything like this. Agreed. It's outrageous. It is. All right, Jack, what you got for me? Well, about the same thing. It's, uh, you know, these uh, these politicians are 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 bullies and they are trying to do things against the people for their own power. Thank you guys. Uh, my, uh, thank you. Control room. Thank you. Student. I mean, it's audience. You guys have been great. Thank you. Callers. You guys have been great. My name is Egberto Willis. This is politics and right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.